I'll keep it. I'm going to keep it a little close for a minute. So I'm going to say I'm working on a project Mm. that is very exciting and it's, it's very time consuming. Mm -hmm. Um, However, it's, it will probably be some of my, hopefully my life's greatest work. And you're probably guessing what it is. You're pregnant. I'm pregnant. I know. <laughs> With, it's going to take a lot of time. My it's a lot greatest of time. Work. You know what? I do feel like I'm birthing something. Yes. I really do. Yes. Um, I'm not pregnant. I've actually, that's funny you said that. I'm actually, here's, here's some personal life updates. You're listening to the Real Business Connections Network. Real Business Connections Network. Powered, powered, powered by Balbert Marketing, LLC. Subscribe now and check us out at realbusinessconnections.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, to Learn, Speak, Teach, powered by Balbert Marketing, LLC. If you love to learn, be inspired, and succeed, we're here to speak and teach. I'm your host, Ben Albert. I believe if you're not living, you're dying. If you're not growing, you're withering. And if you're not engaged, you can turn this off right now. Because we here at LST are lifelong learners. And listen, I'm not your guru. I'm an ordinary guy on a journey to learn from the experts. My goal is to host each conversation with a beginner's mindset. Learn and let the experts speak and teach their truths. Join us. Oh, yeah. And don't forget to subscribe. This episode is brought to you completely free. Get some stake in the game here. My fee for the show only takes a few moments. If you gain value from the episode, personally share with a friend and explain your favorite part. Bonus points. Please leave us a review on Apple, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to the show. All right. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone, once again to Learn, Speak, Teach on the Real Business Connections Network. I'm here again, round two, part two, second time. That means we've done it before. Aaron Deal. Aaron, how are you? Oh, Ben, I'm so good. It's good to see you again. Feels right. I feel like I've been here before. Deja vu, but it's real, actually. So it's it's fun. I'm I'm here for this round two. Guys, I, I literally wanted Erin back just to talk to her more because she's incredible. She was episode 21 of Learn, Speak, Teach, this segment of the show. I actually just replayed that. So check out the show notes or check out the feed if you want to start there because we got a little bit more into like the history and the background. But I do have one question that we talked about in the first episode that together, Ranch Baby. Yeah. How uh, is how's Ranch Baby doing? Man, you know, when you told me that a minute ago, I I was like, "Wow, Ranch Baby." Cuz that's how that's the evolution of time right there. Mm-hmm. Haven't thought about Ranch Baby in a hard minute. Um but Ranch Baby just for those of you who did not go back was a a ranch bottle and it was what was it? Hidden Valley Farms to be exact. A Hidden Valley Farms ranch bottle. That my son, who was probably two at the time, decided to adopt as his baby doll. 
And there was ranch in the ranch baby. He would stroke ranch baby's back. Ranch baby would get back rubs. Ranch baby would cuddle. Then we had to let go of the ranch and ranch baby because ranch baby started to smell. And one day, we have no clue how this happened. Ranch baby disappeared. And it was it was a little traumatic. There was some trauma. Uh, but... We have more ranch in our fridge now, and now he's, I think, grown past. He's he's gotten through the trauma of losing Ranch Baby, and now um, we have a couple of ranch daddies because they're really big bottles of ranch <laughs> in the fridge that we that we look at. But, we, you know, that's so funny because he sort of dropped it, It's as kids do, and um, I haven't one. thought about it yet in a long time, which is hilarious. So thanks for bringing it up. That was a good memory. That's a core memory. I that's a keep core memory. Mind. Yeah. Any other things you've dropped? So when we first talked, we were kind of like in the middle of the pandemic, the uncertainty phase. And as the listener probably already knows, like you do live improv presentations and it's interactive and possibly there's touching and moving and dancing and not six feet. And the pandemic was quite difficult. We talked about that a lot in our first episode. What's new is there anything that you've dropped or started? What What's brand new and exciting that you've been working on? Oh, bam. Well, I've been dropping F-bombs. Okay. Uh, um, and not the, not the swear word kind. Um, I actually started keynote speaking, which I don't know when we chatted last if I was doing. I was in the process of starting, but... I'm going to tell you, I had a couple flops in there. Okay? okay, every every everybody has to have those flops, and I will tell you again, that's where we learn the most. But then I started doing these live in person, which is exciting. Yeah, had done f- quite a few virtually, and had a, a couple of flops in the beginning, and now I am I am proud to say. I am doing F words at work is the title of my keynote. <laughs> okay. And drop an F bomb. So when you said drop, I immediately went to that. And I've been doing it all over the US and it's been really exciting. Lots of travel now. So back in person, mm. some virtual work still, because mm-hmm. um, there's so many teams virtually, but doing that. And I mentioned to you, and I'm going to put this out there, Ben, to your audience. This is top secret knowledge. Actually, I haven't even told my own audience this yet. So I think I got to I think I got to keep I got to peep this one. I got to peep it. But just I'm working so on it. Just so you know, this probably won't come out for 90 days anyway. So okay. as long as you get it out to your audience first and nothing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll keep it. I'm going to keep it a little close for a minute. So I'm going to yeah, say I'm working please. on a project mm. that is very exciting and it's it's very time consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it's it will probably be some of my hopefully my life's greatest work. And you're probably you, guessing what it is. You're pregnant. I'm pregnant. I know. <laughs> With <laughs> it's gonna take a lot I, of time. My it's life's a lot greatest of time. work. You know what? I do feel like I'm birthing something. Yes. I really do. Yes. Um I'm not pregnant. I have actually, that's funny you said that. I'm actually, here's here's some personal life updates. Mm. My husband and I have officially decided we're one and done. And congrats. Thank you. No, it feels 
Like the right choice. So Ranch Baby should only have, you know, the only other child in my house right now is Ranch Baby besides my son Jackson. But um, no, I'm just, I'm working on some projects that I'm really excited about. It does feel like I'm birthing something, if I'm being honest. Like, it really does. And my team is just crushing it. So proud of them. We really, 2022 was our best year that we've ever had as a business. Amazing. And that was a long time coming after two years of of surviving. So we're here. I'm turning 40. I told you this. And um, gonna, I'm just trying to really enjoy life and celebrate and live in the moment and be present to the priorities in my life. Enjoying life, you're on the up with your 2022 best year. Yeah, are you ever like afraid that you're done failing and like the whole fail fluence or fail? Yeah, like no more failures to be have. Like you're just like riding on a cloud, or, or do you still continue to fail? Oh, bit. I just failed like two, like a second ago. No, <laughs> I mean, truly, I. You know, I've had some major fails in the past few years, like massive. And I call those my WTFs, Mm -hmm. worst terrifying failures. Worst terrifying failures, WTF. Boom. Okay. My WTF. Um, And then I say for the TF in that is not terrifying failure. The TF are tiny fails. So those are things Mm. that happen on the day-to-day, the mundane fails like For example, this morning, I fell asleep last night with my phone uncharged and it died. I didn't have an alarm, which is bad. I should have a normal alarm. So I woke up late and I missed my morning workout, which is a huge priority to me. So I ended up just doing it anyway and rushing here. And now I have day five hair on your podcast. So this is day five unwashed hair. Um, but I'm okay with that. I failed at getting up this morning. So it's like, I'm going to fail every day. There's going to be tiny moments, tiny things. And then there's going to be so many more WTFs in my life. And what I have really, really gleaned on the flip side of those WTFs is every single one of them was there to teach me the lesson that I was supposed to learn. Mm. So I can then teach and fail fluence others. So if I don't fail... What am I going to talk about? No, I'm just kidding. But what if, if I don't fail, I'm not learning what life put me here to do. And mm. we all make choices. Um, and sometimes those choices end up in failure. And that is okay. Because as long as there is a lesson, there is progress. And we can grow and continue to evolve from it. Evolution. Yeah. I'm here for that. Can I ask a tricky question? Are you open to it? Because it it's to me. boggling through my mind right now. Yes. So you know how, like, let's say you're looking to buy a Subaru and then suddenly every car on the street's a Subaru? Uh-huh. If you talk about failure, is it going to cause more failure? Oh, am I going to manifest more? Like, like let's say you go up for your big keynote, you're going to drop some F-bombs, and then you drop the wrong F-bomb and get in trouble, but you're the fail-fluencer, so that's normal, but you wouldn't have failed if you hadn't attracted it. Yo, that is Is a really interesting... Is that too meta? Ben, it's the best question ever. So, I think for me, I don't look at my self-proclaimed title as a fail fluencer as 
an opportunity to to manifest failure. I look as I look at it as an opportunity to teach. Mm. I think my whole life I have been really self deprecated. I've I use humor to help people, and for me, what teaching about failure really does is it allows people to humanize themselves. It allows people to stop trying to go to work and be this robot. It allows them to show up authentically because life is about failure. And so I actually look at it as the opposite because Mm. I'm teaching about it. I'm actually connecting people to a greater source within themselves. And I'm teaching them if we can get comfortable just knowing that these things are going to happen in our day-to-day lives, then we build that failure muscle. And we, those WTFs, those worst terrifying failures that come up, they don't seem as daunting when we celebrate the Mm. small failures and reframe them. So for me, I feel like what I'm actually teaching through failure is inner peace and freedom. I love this. Yeah. And for me, I went through like a whole self-healing journey this past. Actually, that's what's new. I went Mm. through. I'm new. I'm new, Ben. I am new. That's it. Whole new Um, deal. Whole new deal. Whole new deal. I had a very transformative 2022, having a good business year, but having an evolution of myself through chronic pain, I discovered I had a lot of unprocessed emotions Mm. that I had to deal with. And I went into somewhat of a healing cocoon. I'm giving you Cliff Notes version. And I came out the other side more connected to myself than I have ever been. So I feel like through my body screaming at me, (laughs) I actually listened and connected to myself. And through that connection, I've actually been able to really connect more with my audience and with audiences that I get to serve and people mm. I get to meet. And it feels the most grounded and authentic version of myself that I've ever been. Amazing. Yeah. So healing I'm cocoon, uh-huh. cliff, cliff notes version. Mm-hmm. What did you do to in that cocoon to rebirth this to someone new? What what were some of the things you did during that period? Yeah. And I really like that metaphor of a cocoon, like a caterpillar cocoon butterfly. Like it's true. Like it's yeah. so true. Um, so let me give you the cliff cliff notes. You could, you could, we've got like okay. a half hour. So okay. You, okay. All right. This is your story. This is yeah. your story. If someone doesn't want to listen, guess what they can do? You can press pause and then leave Ben a five-star review. <laughs> that too. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. go on. Go on. I'll... So so here's here's really the Cliff Notes version was I was in chronic pain. Like I had shoulder pain on both yeah. of my shoulders that lasted for two years. I went to doctors. I went to chiropractors. I went to, um, you know, specialists and I had blood work and I had x-rays and no one could tell me the source of this pain. No one. Till I went to an intuitive coach that I've known for a long time, and he suggested a book called When the Body Says No by an author, Gabor Mate. I read this book coming back from a a keynote that was the flop on a plane on a red eye. I read the last page. I closed it. I started sobbing like ugly Kim Kardashian cry tears on this plane Mm -hmm. because 
it spoke to me. And it was really about when we have manifested pain in our bodies, when it is undiagnosable and it is chronic, it is most likely due to unprocessed emotions. So that led me on just a self-discovery journey. I started reading a ton of books on this mind-body connection. And I did my own healing. And what this really looked like was a lot of journaling, a lot of crying, a lot of meditation. I sort of cocooned myself at home. I didn't really, I'm a very extroverted social person. I didn't want to do anything. Um, And I allowed myself to shift through the past five years of my life, which were years of infertility, which led to a miracle baby, which led to my business and the pandemic almost shutting it down and losing my identity, which then led to um, my mom almost dying in a stroke. All of these things. Then I moved across the country and started a brand new life. I just kept pushing forward and disassociating with work and never stopped to process any of it. So I equate this with, um, if you've ever seen the show on Netflix with Marie Kondo, do you know who that is? Yeah. Does this bring me joy? Yes. Okay. So what she does, if you've never seen it, she goes in homes and she organizes rooms and closets. And at the time, I looked at my brain as like a very disorganized closet. Mm -hmm. And there were lots of open, I won't say open drawers, but every situation in my life seemed like a drawer and that I had not processed. So I had to open the drawer and that drawer looked like the junkiest junk drawer you've ever seen in your life. Like it was so piled with crap and I had to go through it look at what no longer served me or sparked joy, tell that emotion, thank you, forgive myself, and then reorganize the drawer. And that took time, a lot of time and energy. And I had to, you know, take care of myself and my family in the process and my business. So I didn't really like cocoon, cocoon, but for me, it was cocooning because said no to a lot of things. And um, I emerged way more connected and just spiritually aligned, physically aligned, and mentally aligned than ever. So yeah, it was through so many failures that I had to do that I never processed. Everything in this whole narrative, what's screaming at me is awareness. Mm -hmm. And You know, it's hard to see the forest when you're part of the trees and taking the time to leave the forest and to look upon the trees and get a little bit of awareness. And it kind of weaves back. You were saying how um, acknowledging our failures and being aware of them is what I'm hearing allows us to almost move forward with grace and with confidence and build our muscle for failure. Um I'm on a tangent, but it reminds me of like in meditation, they teach you like if your mind starts to go to this weird, crazy, negative thought and it's wandering and it's making you mad, you can label that thought because Mm -hmm. that thought is a part of you, but it's not all of you. I call that thought Charles. I don't know why it's Charles. (laughs) 
I love that. I love it. Do you know I named my anxiety? I didn't name my thoughts, but okay. I named mine. And he's Gus. So you've got Charles. I've got Gus. It's I love a, that, Ben. <laughs> always a simple male white name for some reason. <laughs> oh, my God. It is. It is. Yeah. That is so true. <laughs> God, I know why we won't go there, but that, <laughs> no, no, that could be a whole podcast for you. Feel um, no. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, yeah, it's so true. It is awareness. Um, I wasn't very aware of any of those things because, and, and so what that's actually leads into um, that manifested for me hmm. into physical pain. So what I've read oh. and what I'm not a doctor. So anybody listening, I don't have a PhD, but I am a PhD pretty huge deal um because deal's my last name and <laughs> it just had to get that in there but i will tell you that because i didn't because i was not aware and because i was not listening to my body or i kept attacking myself with negative self-talk or i really just kept Disas like people disassociate from emotions in different ways. And yeah. for me, that disassociation was in work. I overworked. Um, and I threw myself into just anything and everything that allowed me to escape my mind. And once I actually settled and listened and sat in silence and journaled and meditated, I love meditating. Um I found the answers and no doctor, no therapist, no one in the world could have shared with me what I found in, in my own voice. Mm. And what happened was my body, my mind created all of this pain in my body. And the body sometimes when you don't process emotions will manifest itself in dis-ease disease mm. and physical pain. And for me, that physical pain was in my shoulders and back. And I'm talking about like, like I couldn't even sit at my desk. It hurt so bad. I had every ergonomic chair known to man sent to my house, neck pillows, foot rests. I had like rolling balls. I had everything to try to alleviate this pain. And I would, it would be so tense. Mm. I go to bed at night and cry because it just, it would not stop. And so it's so interesting because as soon as I realized that connection and I started going through the healing process, it did not happen overnight. Once I told myself, you know, I am healed, I'm getting better, that pain went away. And it comes back. And I'll tell you what I, I find really interesting mm. is, and I just heard this from an energy healer the other day your right shoulder, which was where the most of my pain sat, is where you carry the weight of the world. Hmm. And so that's where I felt the pain because I was essentially pleasing everyone in my life except myself. I'm a recovering people pleaser, perfectionist. And uh, I really took on a lot of things for a lot of people, but I never sat and did that for myself. So when I yeah. feel that pain come back, yeah, I literally ask myself, what do I need to put down? Who's, whose energy or what energy am I taking on that's not mine? And I have to recenter myself and realign myself 
because I know that I'm out of alignment. And I feel like for me, this may sound really woo-woo to a lot of people, but it has been the greatest evolution and it has changed the way I show up for myself, mm. for my family, for my friends, and for my business. Wow. And uh, it's it's really, really changed my life. Changed it. You don't have to carry that weight. Sometimes we have to carry some weight. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like you were lugging that weight around for quite some time. Mm-hmm. 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 Right shoulder. I had never heard that. that. Isn't that cool? It is cool. I mean, it's not cool that I had to carry it. It's heavy. It was a heavy load, um, but it is cool, and it is, it is so accurate because I just—I mean, like I literally at some points in 2020 was like on my knees yeah. begging the universe to, to like help me. I was like, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> so I, yeah, I completely have changed that's what's new ben you know what you know what's the best part now what? You, get, you get to be a butterfly i know and you know i'll probably have to do the caterpillar walk again <laughs> get in that yeah. cocoon at some point and sure. do it again and it's interesting you say that so when i was younger i moved a lot which is probably where the people pleasing started mm-hmm. and i remember moving from middle school to to a new school from tifton georgia to west bloomfield michigan for high school first of all i had the craziest southern accent it was really nuts and um when i had was in middle school my best friend at the time was a bully she was not nice and I remember thinking, I get to restart my life in this high school. Like, I was actually, yeah, you know, excited about it. And so my, my symbol for myself was a butterfly. And I just leaned into this. And my room had butterflies all over it. It's always been sort of my symbol. And I have this giant butterfly in my office right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but wow. it is a very simple. I mean, for a lot of people, it symbolizes the same thing. But I've known it from a really young age that... It is symbolic to me. Powerful. Let's do a hard stop and take a laugh break. Okay. <laughs> tell tell the listeners in, in your culture, what is a laugh break? Oh, my God. That was, like, perfect. That song <laughs> really made me laugh. Because uh, I was like, yeah, we're going down, like, a really deep rabbit hole here. This is a light <laughs> show, everyone. Um so <laughs> this show doesn't have to be light. It's it's oh. uh, well, in and just to kind of affirm, like I appreciate you sharing your story. It gives people permission to realize that, like we all go through these dark moments, even if we feel like we're up at the top. And you know, it's a business related show, but who we are as a person and how we show up for ourselves and how we show up for our mental health makes us better business people. And you're a striking example of that. So I appreciate it. Oh, you're so, well, thank you. And I'm, t- you know, I'm messing with you too, because I love that segue. It was so funny. I <laughs> and really, I killed the segue. Really, no, you made me laugh because I was like, I was like <laughs> that got me good. Um, so what's a So what a is the laugh break? break? Yeah, okay, so this was born in the pandemic through 
you know, I saw all of my hilarious 22 improv professionals who are crushing it on stages across the U.S. in improv comedy sitting at home. I saw corporate America sitting at home on Zoom after Zoom. I called myself a zombie. I was so sick of it. I was like staring at myself all day and this camera. And so I said, what could we do to bring laughter and levity to their Zoom meetings? And Laugh Breaks were born, and Laugh Breaks are short-form improv sets for your team meetings. They could be 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, but we use short-form improv to an audience participation in the chat box, mm. and we're on video to make your team have a giggle in the middle of your workday. It's so, it's so needed even now. That was really popular for us at the end of 2020, especially during the holidays. I think we did 25 Laugh Breaks like three three weeks um wow Wow. and holiday season so that was fun but today we have done we have done over a hundred laugh breaks with teams and it's still a thing we do and people really enjoy it but i will also say in person is really coming back for us with a strong vengeance laugh breaks are completely virtual and we will have them forever and they're so fun love it you could probably, so you, do you do in-person laugh breaks or you're more doing a full presentation in person? Or? Yeah, you know, we do more short form improv slash sketch in person mm, sure. and we can do it in person. It's just, it's, you know, it's more incorporated with a conference or an event. Usually um, it's a lot more planning involved. Laugh breaks, literally, you can go on our website. You could book one in 24 hours or 48 hours, not 24, 48 hours. And we you can book, pay, and we'll show up in 48 hours. And because we know what we're going to do loosely, but it's improvised. So we don't really, there's not a ton of logistics involved. We can sure. give you a Zoom link or you can provide one for us. And it's so easy. Um, and that is just, it's been, you know, I really love them. That gave me a lot of joy, gave yeah. my team a lot of joy. It was a way for us to see each other. Um, I used to do a ton of them. Yeah. And now I've sort of stepped back from them just because my special project. And uh, <laughs> it's it's been really fun, though, to watch and to keep people playing. So fun. So fun. Let's, yeah. Let's do like a short form it's going to be a fail break because I don't know oh, what I'm doing. But yes. <laughs> yes, okay, I'm here for you. Want to do actual improv? And this might be. Let's. Oh, okay. I'm going to do one. Well, that so doesn't... let's let's set a stage here. Okay. Why would this be beneficial for us to do this kind of improv? How is this going to help me? Like, other than having a laugh real quick, does this make me a better person? Does this make me a sexier person? You tell me. What's the point in doing all this? So laughter helps not only your nervous system calms down, it gets you out of fight or flight mode, and it helps you just recompose yourself. Think about the times when you're laughing at work, how much more you enjoy being there. So it not Mm. only helps with employee engagement, it helps with internal engagement, it helps with bringing endorphins and joy and calming our nervous system. I actually had the founder of Laughter Yoga on my podcast recently. He's in yeah. India. It was the coolest thing. I mean, we laughed <laughs> and I had COVID. I'm going to tell you this. I had COVID while we recorded the episode, <laughs> right? And so, but I'll tell you, I started the call feeling like crap. Yeah. I ended the call feeling amazing. 
because it, and I told him, I was like, I don't even feel sick anymore. And he didn't know I had COVID until the end. Um, But I was like, you just, it's so true how laughter can really help you manifest positive vibes into your life. It can change your frequency, but at work, it can really change your engagement and it can change your nervous system from feeling stressed to feeling at ease, which allows productivity to flow. So that's, that's really, I mean, this, again, not a doctor, PhD, but not a doctor. Um, but that's yeah. what I know. And I've lived human experience to tell you that it works. So, okay, what are you, let me ask this. Do you want an activity that we use in a laugh break that's just pure entertainment? Or are you looking for an improv activity that's more edutainment? Edutainment. Okay, let's do that. All right, let's do yes and. This is easy, okay? Okay. And this will be great if you're just listening or if you're watching this on video. So, because a lot, some of the laugh break ones use physical movement. Mm. So this will be easier. Okay, so here's what's going to happen, Ben. You and I are going to plan, when's your birthday? June 23rd. We're going to plan Ben's birthday bash. Pew, 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 pew. Yes. Can't wait. All right. So here's what's going to happen. <laughs> you and I are going to come up with food, entertainment, and a location for your birthday. Okay. Mm-hmm. In June. So it's going to be warm. And the caveat is when we share an idea with each other, what we're going to just say yes and to mm-hmm. each other's ideas. Okay. Now, as this progresses... You're going to keep yes anding. I might change what I'm saying to you. Okay? So you just keep yes anding every idea I say. That is your direction. Okay. So I'm yes anding. You've mm-hmm. got some uh, something else going. I need to get out of my head just yes and, and you're going to do something different maybe? I'm going to yes and you for a little bit, and then I might change it up. Okay. I'm nervous. You can do this. You got this. All right, here we go. I'll start. Uh, Yes, and we are going to plan this party in Vegas. And when you get off the plane, you get a puppy. I get a puppy. Can it be a Doberman? You got to start start with yes, and. Yes, and it's going to be a Doberman. Yes, and around that Doberman's um, neck is a collar, and inside of that collar is a little basket, and inside of that basket is a five hundred, is five hundred dollars. They don't make five hundred dollar bills. Five hundred dollars. <laughs> yes, and I am going to the casino with that dog and that five hundred dollars because I'm going to turn that into fifty thousand Vegas, baby. Yes, and once you get that fifty thousand, we're gonna call Beyonce, and she's gonna come and perform at your party. Yes, and Beyonce's gonna come, and Jay Z's gonna come, and then Kanye's gonna come and shake things up a little bit, and probably piss everybody off. But that's beside the point. Yes, and he's also gonna bring his ex-wife Kim Kardashian, and Kim is going to give everybody free skims. Yes. And what's a free skim? It's her it's her product line. You know, it's like a whole oh. thing. Yes, and it'll be the first time I get a free skim. Yes, but I'm not really sure if you want a skim. Um they seem really tight. Yes, and it it'll be a great opportunity for me to try it for the first time. Yes, but I'm not sure if I actually want Kim there. Maybe we choose somebody else. Yes, and we can have the rest of the Kardashians then. Yes, but not Kendall, because Kendall's boring. Yes, and um, 
Vegas will make her the life of the party. No, I actually am not sure Vegas is the right choice for your event. Yes, it's 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 not the right choice. We we can do something closer to home. No, I still think we should travel somewhere, but it's not Vegas or anywhere near your house. Yes. Okay, we're going to travel, but not Vegas. We can travel to How to Spain? Let's let's travel to Spain. No, I don't like the wine in Spain. It's just like it's not good. Every yes. time I have Spanish wine, I'm like Yes, and and that's why there's water and ocean? No, I don't like water. <laughs> okay. Ben. Okay, see, this is what happens is like once we start going negative, we have to cut it because yeah. it starts to just be poop. So <laughs> let's let's talk about this in a sense. So when I was yes anding and you were yes anding, how did that feel for you? Good. Was there momentum? Like what what felt what felt good about it? It's well. There's just that. Yeah. There's there's momentum. There's camaraderie. There's teamwork. There's listening. I mentioned the Kanye thing because again, you're not necessarily supposed to do this, but in my head, I was trying to be funny because he's off the wall. But even bringing that up is slightly negative. Like we had like a plan we were building together, and even if we disagreed, we could disagree by making suggestions. Without like demeaning each other. Yes, you redirect the no. That was perfect. Yeah, yeah, you did that. And I, I didn't say no to Kanye. I just said yes and bring Kim, right? And so mm-hmm. that sort of changed the vibe too. I didn't negate your idea, but then I did come in with yes, but. So mm-hmm. how was that? How did that feel? I knew what you were doing. It, yeah. it, it became. It went from let's have fun together to. I think I have a challenge in store. Uh-huh. So if in my personal state, I was like, this is going to be interesting because I want to show up and I know she's going to butt me, but I can still do this. Um, but if I didn't see it coming and there was not context, I'd be like, why am I having this conversation with this person? They're a negative Nancy. Yeah. She is not the real deal right now. I am yeah. upset. Yeah. And then I came in with the no. Mm-hmm. And told it's you over. like it's over, right? Is that okay? Yeah, tell me <laughs> you don't more about like that. you don't like Spanish wine. We're not you're not going <laughs> to my birthday, anyways. <laughs> but it definitely like you can ch- and if let's say so we do this, you know, you can do this with a partner. You can do this with a small group of people. Yeah. If you have the small group of people, what will happen is we'll have yes ands go on for a while, and then facilitators will whisper in one person's ear, "You're the yes but," and so there's one person yes butting, oh, and everybody ooh. else is still yes anding. And the volume, you can just hear the volume of the room go down with that yes but, <sighs> and then we down. keep that yeah yes but going, and we add in a no because person. We whisper in that person's ear, "You're no because," and then you have yeah, all these yes anders, a yes but, and a no because, and People are like ready to jump at each other. Like it, we have to cut it pretty quick because this momentum, we start with that positive energy. It gets sucked up by the yes, but, and the no, because, and the whole purpose of this is to show you that redirecting the no yeah. adds to innovation. It 
it does not stifle creativity. It creates creativity. You're creating. It brings abundance to your business and to ideas. And so when you add in that yes, but it's it's like a no dressed up in a fancy tuxedo. You're saying yes, but there's a caveat. And then the no is just the fun squasher. It squashes all the ideas and there's nowhere to go from that. That's why I felt like I had to cut it pretty quickly because we weren't getting anywhere. There's nothing no. for us to say at that point. The only place we were getting in that analogy is you were losing your invite exactly oh hey oh i know <laughs> and that's the truth because i'll tell you people like definitely feel you know it's a forced activity but it gets emotions flowing and meetings and then i'll ask people this is my favorite <laughs> have you been in a meeting recently where this actually happened sure and almost always many hands go up, not everybody, but mostly. And and really what this is, is it's a way to teach people you don't have to agree. Like yes and does not mean you have to agree, nor does it mean you have to do every idea. It just means that you have to acknowledge the person who spoke, that you have to give credit to that person because ultimately by sharing an idea, you're giving us the gift of your communication and we want to say thank you. Um, it's just, it really is a wonderful teaching tool. This is one of the broadest ones that we do. It's just all encompassing, but it's so fantastic to watch and to witness people have what I call the aha, haha moments. It's uh -huh. those, yeah. yeah, the moments where their light bulb goes off and they understand and they're laughing at the same time. So, yeah, let me, let me ask you this then. What if I'm listening and I'm like, oh, I think I might be a no butter i think i might be just a knower and I, they're not proud of the fact that they might say no but more than they want well what would you say to that person who's like i think i know but more than i would like to so i would say start to first of all awareness just like my own journey is key and when you notice yourself doing that try to replace it and physically for the beginning use swords yes and mm-hmm and allow yourself to say, yes, that's a good idea. How about, it doesn't have to be yes and, it could be like, oh, that sounds interesting. How about we look at this option? Right. It's really just redirecting the no to a more positive space. So even if the idea doesn't seem like something you really wanna do, it's really not, this is what I tell people all the time, communication is not about you. It's about making the person on the receiving end feel seen, heard, and valued. Mm -hmm. And so if you can redirect the yes and, or sorry, the no, mm -hmm. with a more kind and loving approach, that person that you're talking to, let's say it's a direct report, they're going to want to come back to you with more ideas. They're not going to feel like their creativity is stifled or that innovation is squashed because you've listened. And even if you never take the idea that they came to you with in the first place, but you redirect it, you're helping them build a new idea. You're helping them, Yeah. you're coaching them using Yes And. It's a mentorship versus a dictatorship. And it's really cool to witness it in practice. If you are a no because person, that's okay. You mm. have the ability to reframe it. You have the ability to, to change it now. Yeah, you jump in the cocoon if you need yeah. to. That's right. Feels good sometimes. It's like a nice snuggie, you know? Well, because if I'm a no <clears throat> but 
person today, that doesn't have to define who I'm going to be tomorrow. That's it. You can reemerge a yes and butterfly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You've got to create something. Do you have like a graphic designer that can make one of those a yes and butterfly just flying through the wings? Saying can yes. I can I plug something that's a freebie for your yeah. audience? Yeah, because I plug. have something. It's actually okay. called the Play Your Way into Wellness Workbook. Mm. And so we're really because of this journey, we're really focused on self-care and it's all about what is your so you take a quiz to find out your wellness avatar and it's really interesting the wellness avatars range anywhere from like the ceo where you schedule in your wellness to the idealist who's like super into wellness to the person who doesn't care about wellness at all and then we give you improv activities energy boosters and um rituals that you incorporate into your day yeah. in this play in your way into wellness workbook and it's a 23 page pdf for free and you just get it by going to our website it's a pop-up on our site um or i can give you the link too if you want to drop it in the show notes but there is it. an activity called the hungry hungry caterpillar which helps you redefine your goals using a um a caterpillar cocoon and butterfly metaphor That'll be in the notes. I will be downloading it. And I got to the wheel quicker because this is pre-recorded. So I'll have it and I'll do it with you. And um, another thing I guess we we should plug and then I want to end with a boom, um, your podcast, because people uh, can listen to you on a weekly basis there, right? Yes. Introduce your show. Thank you, Ben. It's called the Improve It Podcast. We just started releasing three episodes a week. What? I know it's kind of crazy, but yeah. here's why. Because a lot of our shows are so jam-packed with content. Sometimes it feels like a lot jammed into one episode. So now we're chunking them down. They're about 20 minutes each, and you get three a week. Um, some are solo shows. Some are guest shows with three parts. It just depends on the week. And we are now intentionally giving a theme to every month. So the guests nice. that we bring on pair with that intention and that has been an evolution because it was actually called the failed it podcast at first and now it's the improve it podcast and now she's on i think improve it podcast version 4.0 like she just constantly yes. evolves and she's a she okay? okay um but you know no gender gender is a construct but i just call her she yeah and um yeah it's a really great show we interview authors entrepreneurs comedians my team it's really fun it uses improv if you liked learning about what we talked about today it's all infused with improv based methodologies so i can learn from you i can learn from your mentors your peers and your team members as well so i can get to know the culture of improve it that's it ben and it's like i gotta tell you we have the best team in the whole world like the best they are just solid human beings that care about people and that's who listens to the show people who care about people people who care about people so if that's you it's in the show notes so as a bang at the end we can do one of two things we can do the rapid fire round which i'll just spit out rapid fire questions or we can do a short exercise. I wrote a couple down and we can kind of pick one and do like another little thing. Ben, I'm going to give this as dealer's choice. Okay. So you I wrote go. 
wrote a few down. Okay, I'm going to just say these really quick because they're okay. all fun exercises that I haven't done. Um, so we go through the alphabet only asking – we go through the a- alphabet in our conversation. So everything has to start with the next one. letter. Uh-huh. Question game. So we questions only conversation or newscast where we create something fake on the spot. So it would be interview style, but – Let's do the alphabet. That one is so fun. And I haven't done that in a long time. All right. So you know how to play, right? Well, we just set it up. You can set it up. I just assume I start with the letter, right? Yes. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to have a conversation. But the first the first word of our conversation has to go in sequential order of the alphabet. So Ben, you would start with the letter A. So the first word of your sentence has to start with A after you can only be like a sentence Mm -hmm. and then I'll pick it up with the letter B to start my next sentence. And then you'll do C, I'll do D, E, F, G, all the way to Z. Let's do it. I need like a alphabet list next to me. Well, let's do it. I know. Okay. Okay, Wait, let me give you, let me give you a suggestion to start. How about that? Um, Your suggestion is beach. Because I'm looking at your beautiful beach background right now. But I'm starting. Yeah, with the letter A. Are you ready? I'm ready. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But I wasn't really paying attention. Cool. Let's, Let's get ready. We're going to the beach today. Down to do it. Every day, down for some beach vibes. Fun at the beach is my constant vibe. Every day, constant vibe, fun at the beach, let's go. Good times are always had at the beach. Have you ever gotten sunburned? I have gotten sunburned so many times. I also got stung by a jellyfish. Jellyfish? <laughs> kind of cool, right? <laughs> yeah. I have to like redo the alphabet in my head. I know, I know. So, so, because I know we don't have much time. So, talk a little bit more. We're kind of goofing, but this is good for my brain power too, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a nice way to warm up your mind. Yeah. You know, it's funny. This game is, it's hard. It's hard because you're, you have to listen. And then you have to also know the alphabet. <laughs> That's the hardest part for me. <laughs> yeah. I could listen to you, but the alphabet. Part. Yeah, it's and so you know what a trick I use is like you'll say. So you were about to do L, right? And so I was just thinking L M. So I just would listen to you, but I would think M. Mm. And then as you were going, I would say N, and for you, and I'd say O. And so I'd start. I would listen, but I would just like think of how to filter it through the next thing. So you're kind of it's two parts, which. It sort of defeats the listening exercises that I teach because you're thinking ahead and pre-planning. And you have to listen, though, because you have to make it make sense to the last thing that you just said. Um, But it is a really interesting way. And that's what I love about improv is, you know, when I was deep in my training as an improviser, you go to class, like I'd go to work and then I'd go to class for three hours at night. And I've been at work for eight hours already that day. So I have a 12 hour day. And this was like five days a week that I would do this. I couldn't go to bed when I got home because my mind was Uh, racing because your mind, it's like, it is a, it's exercise for your mind. It's like going to the gym and 
you're working a different muscle. And so when that muscle gets used, it's hard to want it to shut off because it sparks creativity and it fuels connection. And it's a beautiful way to show up in the world. So I always say if any, if everyone in the world could take an improv class, what a world we would live in. That's a call to action for you guys. Sign up for a local improv class, or you can sign up for a Zoom one if you're more comfortable. Or if you're still getting your toes wet, you can kind of listen to Aaron's podcast, um, maybe uh, throw together a lunch break, laugh break for your team and all that kind of stuff. But that's all in the show notes. And Aaron, thanks for coming back on. I feel like we just scratched the surface, like still. So Maybe we'll do around three. Let's see. But but Let's it's always see. a pleasure to have you. Oh, my God. You are a joy and a delight. Everybody, leave Ben five stars. He is the best. You're an amazing interviewer. Thank you. And you bring so much joy to the world. So keep going. Thanks, Erin. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to Learn, Speak, Teach, powered by Balbert Marketing, LLC. You need to go subscribe if you haven't yet. This show is completely free. If you gain value from the episode, personally share with a friend and explain your favorite part. Leave us a review on Apple, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to the show. All right. Thanks once more for listening to LST. I am so grateful. Talk to you soon. Hi, everybody. Listen to Learn, Speak, Teach with Ben Alper. Ben is the real deal, and deal is my last name. However, he gives you the most informative information. He goes deep, he listens, and he truly cares about your growth. So check out the Learn, Speak, Teach podcast with Ben Alpert. He is a gem of a human being and will change the way that you show up in your business. Oh, hey, you're still here. Thanks for listening. If you need to take off, that's quite all right. I do have something brand new and exclusive to share. If you believe more hands-on training, peer accountability, and direct access to some of our guests from this very show would be a helpful addition to the podcast, do me a favor and head over to growgettersonly.com. That's grow, G-R-O-W, getters, G-E-T-T-E-R-S, only. Dot com, growgettersonly.com. Here you can unlock instant access to exclusive high-level mentors, training, networking, accountability, and hot seat coaching alongside fellow growth-obsessed entrepreneurs and business professionals just like yourself. All for guess what? One dollar. That's right, one dollar for 30 days. What's a grow getter? In short, a growth focused individual, especially in the business realm, who combines the relentless energy of a go getter with a constant pursuit of self improvement and collaboration. Is that you? Head to growgettersonly.com for some community support. This is not for you if you're looking for a quick fix rather than long term growth. Collaboration and learning from others just doesn't seem to appeal to you. You're not ready to be part of a community that relentlessly pushes boundaries. Complacency is your comfort zone. It's not for you. If it is for you, and if you didn't turn this off yet, I do presume you're a grow-getter. And I'd love to invite you to join my new collective, Grow-Getters Only. Basically, cost to check it out, $1 for a month. It's basically free. Everything is over at growgettersonly.com. Just like I said, grow, 
gettersonly.com. Oh, yeah. And one last thing. We do put on free events as well if you can't afford the dollar. (laughs) Jokes aside, I'll see you on the inside. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you.